Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we chat about things going on around us, discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend time praying for you. So let's get to it. Well, greetings, all of you. I hope you are faring well outside in this winter wonderland. And for any of our listeners not in Indiana uh, that don't know, we just got dumped on with a ton of snow. It is a lot of snow out there. It looks nice, but backbreaking to shovel it all. Josiah, did you hire your kids to shovel, or did you get out there yourself and do it? Holy smokes, I didn't have enough money to hire them. <laughs> yeah, it would have taken quite a bit. Yeah, well... well Actually, somebody did part of it for a driveway, and so I, I did get out there, oh, nice. and it was, um, um, had to dig our way out with this uh, sidewalk and yeah. some of the other stuff, but uh, yeah, that's a, I thought I was in Montana again or that's something. That's right. Yeah, it w- actually, um, you know, my family missed our family trip to Colorado this year for various reasons, and uh, it was nice to have some Colorado-like snow out there, just deep and powdery and... Even some sunshine today to go with it. It was really nice. And a, a nice welcome back from uh, Florida, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes, we were in Florida last week um, for some much-needed warmth, and it was a blessing. So stark reality getting back to, like, yeah, negative temperatures. Welcome back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay, though. We're excited to be back and excited to be back on the podcast. And uh, thank you for all the listeners that uh, went, went a week without us, but we're glad to be back in the saddle and look forward to discussing um, things today. We want to get right to the sermon discussion because um, this was a decidedly pertinent text uh, for our day and age. And uh, Josiah, why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of the sermon, give us a summary. And for any of our listeners that didn't get to hear it, uh, you can always go to our website, ChristCommunityCarmel.org. You can watch it, listen to it, and uh, share it there as well. Josiah, take it away. Give us a summary. Yeah. Well, this is... One of the events early in Jesus' ministry that I think for many people is shocking and astonishing. It certainly was for those who were present in the temple when right. this happens. Here's this tender, meek and mild Jesus mm-hmm. who uh, seems to be on a, a, a rampage. He's a, you know makes a whip and he's driving out um, all, all these animals and those who'd been selling them, and of course. Uh, uh, turn overturning the uh, money changers. What mm-hmm. is going on? And I, uh, um, what John wants us to see is Jesus' heart uh, for the Father's house and for His people to mm-hmm. be in the Father's house. So we looked at um, how this it, John is wanting to see Jesus display zeal for the Father's house, mm-hmm. and we asked why does He, and then how Jesus removes barriers mm-hmm. to the Father's house, and how Jesus provides. Uh, access to the Father's house, <clears throat> and I think this is, we saw this is, I think, very, um, very relevant, um, because uh, there are a lot of barriers to our experiencing and being at home in the Father's house, and this was an opportunity just to, uh, to dive into that. Yeah, I like how you said this, uh, meek and gentle Jesus, right? And I was reminded of 
um, I think it was in Lewis's Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, where Edmund is talking uh, to, I forget which character, um, but uh, talking about Aslan the lion and yeah. asked if he was safe. And he said, no, he's not safe, but he's good. <laughs> and that's exactly what Mr. Jesus says. Mr. Mrs. Beaver. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was one of the beavers or the fawn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the beavers. So um, yeah, I mean, this is Jesus at um, uh, fulfilling one of his kingly roles is, yes. you know, uh, showing dominion over this creation here and running out things that shouldn't be there and organizing things that need to be organized. What You talk about barriers. Uh, before we get to the specific barriers, why was it so significant that uh, these traders and traders with a D, not traitors, but traders with, uh, and money changers were there? What were they prohibiting? And you mentioned in your sermon, but for anyone that didn't hear it, what, what was the barrier that they were doing? Well... So, it, it, before looking at specifics, basically there were barrier first and foremost to the Gentiles mm-hmm. being able to be present to worship because they were in the court of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So they're a barrier to put it in our terms to unchurched being right. present, and God's desire was for them to see and behold and so be drawn mm-hmm. uh, to become worshipers um, through through Christ. Um, because in the Old Covenant, there was a come-and-see aspect, right? They yes, were supposed to be there. And, of course, we know that it was prophesied that God's house would be a house of prayer, house for, of all, prayer all for all nations. All nations. And, um, yes, yeah, so they, they, they needed to be there, but yes. they were being fenced off, as it were. They couldn't see what they needed to see. Yes, yes. And, and so the Father was being robbed of His glory from the mm-hmm. peoples, uh, from the nations, and they were being robbed of the good and gladness that God mm-hmm. wanted for for them. But there was also there were also being a barrier to those who were present from fulfilling the purpose for which they were to gather, which was to see and mm-hmm. savor God who is revealed. Uh, because of the distract, well, that gets me into <laughs> specifics. We'll get but, there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, barriers to being present, barriers to fulfilling the purpose. Of, um, uh, of worship, and of course they were serving a, a purpose. It wasn't as much what was happening, but where it was happening and how it was hindering people from um, what um, the Father, uh, from the Father receiving the glory that's rightly His, and people receiving mm-hmm. the blessing yeah. that God wanted in worship. Yeah, that's good. And we we often talk about that behind the scenes here at Christ Community Church, and not so much in front of people, but we talk about what are barriers that we inadvertently put up, um, uh, things that are distracting, and that's, again, yes. one of the barriers we'll talk about in a second. But uh, we want to remove all those things. We don't want any barriers from either God's people coming to worship or people coming to see what it's like when God's people worship. Yes. And so that's we craft our service a certain way because of that. We have child care a certain way because of that. We want to remove as many barriers. And I'm going to steal a line from a church uh, just up the street, um, but, you know, they have this emblazoned in their foyer, uh, and it's a big church. We will stop at uh, anything short of sin to reach somebody with the gospel, yeah. um, or stop at nothing we'll short do of sin. We'll do anything, anything. Yeah, short there it of is. sin, yeah. Uh, and, and I love the heart behind that, because they, if, I think it's the same heart, is we want to remove the barriers that people might yeah. have, I and mean, we don't want to We don't want to stand in the way yeah. um, of God building His church here uh, in our little corner of Carmel, Indiana, uh, in greater Indianapolis, but really around the world, um, as God builds His church. So, now, 
I like to walk on thin ice heavily. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's talk about this and let's go into these barriers uh, just a little bit. What are the barriers um, that could keep people from coming to the house of God, whether churched or unchurched? So let's just start fairly generic. But what you mentioned some in particular, but uh, what, what are the barriers that would keep us from coming? Yes. So on Sunday, I, I was focusing on, you know, I had said, you know, if you just look at the service, you know, these animals, money changers, all this, it was like, oh, we don't have that taking place, so okay, let's move on. But if you dig deeper to see what's happening, uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Right. And, and we have some of those same barriers. So mm-hmm. one that I mentioned was c- commerce. Uh, um, a second... Uh, the dimension is distractions, mm-hmm. and then a third. Uh, Hold on, let me check my phone. Just a second. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not distracted. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, an application too that where I didn't go that would w- that would pertain to keeping people, um, pe- uh, uh, people from uh, who are unchurched from from beholding could be preferences of the saved. You know, conveniences right. for the saved or. Um, just indifference to mm-hmm. uh, the lost, to their uh, being able to understand uh, and and be engaged. So I didn't go there as much in in the application because of sure. kind of uh, where where we are in our current situation. But th- there are s- several things that could be mm-hmm. uh, be barriers. But and a lot of this comes down to a question that we don't have time to discuss, and that's not the main point of this uh, show, but what is the purpose of a corporate worship service, right? I mean, is it for God's people, or is it evangelistic? And we've talked about this for years, and people, a lot of ink has been spilled over this, and we're not going to solve it right here. Um, But I don't like the dichotomy. I say, yes, it is. Yes, that's (laughs) It's it's both, because, um, you know, uh, who was it that said, um, preach for the conversion of the saints, (laughs) you know, because there are those in in the church that are not yet believers, uh, and there are those that are unchurched that come in that are not yet believers. Um, and, and on top of that, if you're centered on the gospel, believers are going to be edified, right? and the lost will be evangelized. Yeah. And when you look at Scripture, both there, there's both that's to happen in the, in the worship of God. So um, 1 Corinthians... 14 is saying a lot about how uh, to conduct worship, and he's dealing with the controversy of tongues, but uh, there's so much that's all about uh, so that uh, everyone present is edified. But in the same chapter uh, of 1 Corinthians 14, he shows that he's also concerned that the unbelievers, when they come, will be able to understand what's taking place, and they'll say, surely God is among them mm-hmm. as their hearts are exposed and their need for Christ and the gospel is exposed. And so, clearly, worship is both for the edification of the saints and the evangelization of, of the lost. Right, and I love how the focus on the gospel kind of circumvents the question a little bit, yeah. because it is a—I think it's a trick question, because I don't think yes. it is either or, I think yes. it's both hand. Uh, but if you're a gospel-centered church preaching a gospel-centered sermon, then yes, everything <laughs> those two things are going to take place. Yes. Uh, because that's what God uses to build His church, yes. he's gonna, and He's going to uh, bring dead people to life and Amen. build alive people to look uh, like Jesus. I will so, say, mm-hmm. Dave, there, 
it is important for us to be thinking on both levels, and I'm increasingly want to, and right. even to encourage us as we're leading worship or people who are are gathering. Let's speak, think, not assume everybody who comes is a believer, mm-hmm. and so just speak in our in Christianese, uh, so that that people who are who come and see as God's working and drawing are completely lost, and that includes in the way that we pray. We are worshiping and delighting in mm-hmm. God, but we're doing it in a way that we want the Gentiles <laughs> whom God draws, the, the in-church, to, to, mm-hmm. under, to see and behold and long to know this God and long to be a part of mm-hmm. uh, true community that Christ came um, uh, to bring as He unites us both to God and and to one another. Yeah. So we need to grow as a church, um, and I want to grow as a pastor to be able to minister both to um, to to the saved as well as to seekers and, and skeptics even. Right, right, for sure. And I, I think one of the most powerful applications of this is during the Lord's Supper. It, you know, there's an idea that we have in, in our denomination and our circles of fencing the table, uh, it just kind of it has some negative connotations, but I think it's fine. And it's explaining what this Lord's Supper, what this meal is for. It's for believers. It's for those walking with the Lord. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I like your emphasis uh, often on Sundays when we have the Lord's Supper about if you're not yet a believer, if you're not part of this family, watch. Watch what we're doing here. And it and I like how we're telling a story. We're you know that here's Jesus' body and His blood and what's happening and we're and we're taking and eating and this is a family meal. And for those of you on the outside, look at what we're doing and yeah. this is the joy that we have and the confidence in the gospel. And we want you to be a part of this. Yes. So I think that's one of the applications of of this very thing is that it it's fine to have. It's great. We want people to come watch this yes. family meal. You know, most yes. times you don't invite strangers just to sit in your house and watch <laughs> watch you eat a meal. But we're inviting them to come to the meal in hopes that one day they will participate yeah. in the meal. So let me let me ask this, kind of moving on to this this idea of barriers. Let's drill down a little bit. One of the barriers you mentioned <clears throat> was this idea of convenience, and you kind of illustrated with the various conveniences that we have um, that could take the place of coming to God's house. Yes, you know, and so. Um, Ill- Illustrated with, we have a live stream on our uh, of our second service, our ten thirty service, that we implemented during the COVID era and uh, made it a, uh, possible for people to participate in worship that couldn't be here for whatever reason. So my question, I think, is this: like, where do we draw the line? Like, at what point do we say this convenience is okay, but that convenience is it? And I'm thinking mainly of you know, if we look at the persecuted church around the world. And they would look at us like, you guys have HVAC and a sound system and comfortable <laughs> chairs, and how are those things not uh, conveniences that distract you from worship? You know, things that we, you know, we huddle together in a cold room, silently sing, you know, quietly singing because yes. we're being persecuted. And so I guess my question is, where do we draw the line? Where do we say, okay, ABC, that's good, XYZ, not good. Those would be too convenient, and they would distract us too much from what we're trying to do. So I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, a, a couple of things. So one, not all convenience is bad, so there's wisdom that's mm-hmm. needed to be involved, or, or that we need 
so, for example, the objective is not to make things hard, because <laughs> that then with the distraction. So let's have everyone freezing so that all they're thinking about <laughs> is, oh, I'm so cold, I'm so cold. Right. Um, but convenience, the the issue is when it becomes a barrier to um, to entering into what uh, the Father longs for His children to experience, mm-hmm. and Jesus so it was. Had uh, was consumed with such passion that he went to the cross mm-hmm. to secure that for us, and so with uh, you, you know in in Jesus' day uh, for, for for them uh, the the convenience was instead of having to drive that extra or go that extra distance uh, to the Kidron Valley to you get your sacrifice and mm-hmm. the, the currency that you needed and then, you know, deal with all the hassle of with your kids and mm-hmm. tow and all of that to uh, with that animal to get to the um, temple you could, you know, have right there. And but it that convenience, which uh, was an obstacle to people being present mm-hmm. in um the Father's house and entering into the worship that God desired. And so that's where um, I knew this was a, a delicate um, matter, but thought is of importance that we we are glad that we have live stream, and we um, are glad that people who are not able to be present can hear God's Word and sing God's praises. Mm-hmm. But wanted to to make clear that is uh, is something out of necessity. Uh, it's meant to be a blessing to those who cannot be present. It is not. It's it's not the fullness of what we see in the New Testament uh, that God wants right. for His people, because that involves um, that involves a one anothering that happens. So there's you know in that passage in in Hebrews ten that we're going to read. Uh, again, just a little in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, where uh, God's wanting His people to be spurring one another onto love and good works. Or in Ephesians, uh, in Ephesians uh, uh, four, we're told to speak the truth to one another in love, so that we're building one another up. And that's happening in our worship, uh, in our worship services, mm-hmm. or even singing to one another. Right. That's it's fascinating the language that Paul uses, but he's suggesting that as we're and he says that being filled with the Spirit as we um, as uh, those united to Christ are filled with the Spirit, uh, we see more of Christ mm-hmm. um, as we uh, 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 pray together, as we confess our sins together, and uh, praise. Uh, exult in God together, we see more of Christ and more of uh, His Spirit. Uh, we experience more of the fullness mm-hmm. of His Spirit in in corporate uh, worship. And so, uh, back to your your question, mm-hmm. I think the bigger issue is then. Um, I'm a child of uh, of of our age and ex- and uh, appreciate many conveniences, but I think it's. Look, it's important to ask: mm-hmm. Is this is this standing in the way of my experiencing and participating mm-hmm. um, in what um, God wants for me for my uh, 
flourishing, being mm-hmm. planted in the Father's house, and uh, bearing fruit. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. I think what I what I hear you saying is that it's it's a wisdom issue, and, yes. and that's not a scapegoat. It's not a, a you know we can't just say oh it's a wisdom issue do it which some people mean do what you want. It's a very serious wisdom issue because there there are commands that are uh, directly applicable to this, but it is a wisdom issue based on what gets you to experience Jesus the most. Yep. Like, if my coming to church um, is uh, experiencing Jesus uh, in, a, in a unique way, but the, a live stream service is more convenient, um, that then would be a barrier because of convenience, if I just watched the live stream, even though I could go to church. And I think that's what I hear you saying, is yep. that the wisdom then says, okay, so I don't do that, I'm going to go to church because... That's what my soul needs, and that's what my yes. fellow Covenant family members need. They need to see me and hear me speaking truth to them. Yes, so it's not only my experiencing all that the Lord wants for me, but for others as right. well, as right. I'm singing and praying and, and responding um, to God. So, But where it does become a, a wisdom issue is, okay, if I have... Uh, if I have symptoms and I put others at risk right. and so on, well, <laughs> then you, uh, then it's wonderful uh, to have the sure. benefit of being able to still hear God's word with God's people. This is a great blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or people who m- might be, uh, uh, for medical reasons, or a whole host of, of reasons they may need to. Um, participate with live stream, and that's why we have it, and we pl- plan mm-hmm. to continue to have that. But seeing Jesus' heart for us, He longs for us to experience um, the richness and fullness of um, uh, uh, of His blessing in the Father's house. Mm. We don't want to settle for less, uh, right? Th- for less than that, and so praying that. Christ will remove barriers. Mm-hmm. Whether I and mean, there are others, it could be fear. It mm-hmm. could be, um, you, you know, a, a rupture in relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a sense of guilt over things. There are a whole host of things that could keep us. And Jesus was consumed mm. with zeal, ultimately, as he came as the Passover. Lamb, mm-hmm. and this is what happens in John. It's happening, or it's on the Passover uh, during the time of the Passover mm-hmm. when Jesus does this. Right, as the he was consumed ultimately uh, as the sacrifice to take away our sins, to remove the the uh, only the only legitimate barrier to our being in the Father's house, mm-hmm. so that there would be no barrier, so that we could yeah. know and enjoy Him uh, and glorify Him as he desires. Yeah. And I I like how you brought it back to the temple idea, because uh, this whole purpose of the temple, or the whole purpose of the temple was God's presence, right? I mean, this is, um, it's a picture of Eden. The temple is a picture of Jesus. I mean, God's presence, Emmanuel, is the point. That's why we're going to be spending eternity with him uh, in the new heavens and the new earth. So God's presence is the point, right? And uh, it speaks, the Bible speaks throughout about God's presence and where that is and it's with two or three gathered in God's name, et cetera, et cetera. And so if we think of it in terms of where can I experience God the most, yeah. that's where I want to be, you know? Yes. Um, 
and and so if we think of not just church as a box to check or uh, a, a religious duty to fulfill or a responsibility, but it's, hmm, I'm hungry for God. Where do I find him? Oh, one way is corporately with other believers, uh, because that's where his presence is. And um, so anyway, I, I appreciate your thoughts on that, and I, I like how you pivoted to wisdom, because I think it is I think it is a wisdom issue I, um, that is, is very, has very serious soul consequences, and um, we pray that, you know, God uses uh, our church services, whether online or in person, to minister to people's souls. And let me just say, mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, God in His goodness and faithfulness showed up in, in power on, uh, on this Lord's... I I've mm-hmm. came out feeling... I'm just I'm thinking right now, particularly the 1030 service with the yeah. baptism and all, yeah, it was a all full of service, that. Yeah. Uh, there, there was rich blessing in the Father's house, mm-hmm. and that's what Jesus longs right. for His people yeah. to experience. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because... Um, I think f- direct fruit of that is people's willingness to stick around longer in fellowship. Yes. You know, people are waiting to twelve thirty, one o'clock to leave, um, and it's just a it's a great time. It's it's a family time, and thankfully Tracy provides snacks for the kids. So yes. and, and for me, so they don't get too angry. <laughs> uh, but I agree, it was it was a great Sunday, and I'm glad for what God did. Amen. Next up, we spend a few moments in God's Word. The Word of God shapes us. It builds us up. It helps us in ways that we don't even realize, and it does that because it reveals Jesus to us. So let's take a few moments to listen to it together. Josiah, what passage will you be reading for us today? Dave, let's spend time focusing our hearts on this idea of being in God's house and looking at a passage that I alluded to in the sermon this past Sunday Uh, namely Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean, from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. What an awesome passage. What stands out today from that text? Well, uh, two things. Mm -hmm. One, I did mention in the the sermon um, on Sunday, notice the temple language Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Um, And the incredible privilege that... uh, is provided because of Christ, the Passover lamb, offering the sacrifice. So he's opened the door. Uh, and um, 
uh, 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 the writer of Hebrews is wanting us to see this is a stunning privilege mm-hmm. that is afforded you because Jesus has opened the door so that you can come into the Holy of Holies. Mm. Um, and so there's this strong temple language. And it's, how, how, where do I experience this? And as you follow through in this passage, um, he, he makes it clear he's thinking especially of corporate worship, mm-hmm. which is why he says, and not neglecting um, to uh, meet together, to assemble together, um, as is the habit uh, of some. Because in that corporate worship, he, he lists several things here, um, but you're drawing near with confidence, and you're confessing hope, and so on. So that the second, so so don't don't miss the connection here. Jesus' passion was yes, so we can, wherever we are, anytime, come boldly to the throne of grace. That is true, but there is a fullness of um, of God's presence uh, and manifestation of Christ uh, uh, among us that he desires for us uh, in corporate worship, uh, that that he, uh, he died to, to mm-hmm. open up for us. The second thing that I was going to mention, though, is uh, to just drill down on this um, one thing. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Mm. Notice the let us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are times uh, this has been an incredibly trying season in the lives of of many and at times seemed bleak. So uh, how are we going to move forward with whether it's because of what's happening with the pandemic or racial unrest or people concerned about the political direction or whatever it might be. A lot of things that um, can make it hard to hold fast Mm -hmm. to um, hope. And God's saying, as you gather together um, and remind one another of what is true, um, that this is a means by which I enable you, whatever's happening, to hold fast um, uh, the confession of our hope without wavering. Mm-hmm. What a, a need and what a yeah. blessing. It's a powerful passage, and I love how he closes it with, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. If you think it's the end of the world, get yourself in church. <laughs> <laughs> all the more. All the more, right? It's coming. It's yeah. happening. Man, we we need to be prepared. And I think we kind of think just kind of offload that to the back burner that, oh, Jesus is coming back at some point. I believe it, you know, that I know I need to be excited about it. But there are certain steps we need to take all the more as we see the day drawing near. All the more as the day's evil, all the more you need God's, you need to be reminded who God is. And think about that. As you're preparing to enter into the Father's, house for eternity, mm-hmm. seeing it face to face. It's now that you are tasting and being reminded and being strengthened, and, yeah. and, and your longing for that is deepening, which enables you to go through the difficulties, which enables you to be willing to pay the price for standing mm-hmm. for and, and with Jesus, which I yeah. think is why in Ephesians, where he talks about the days being evil, walk as those who are wise, he goes right into 
being filled with the Spirit, singing, making melody mm-hmm. in your hearts, corporate worship. Yeah, yeah. That's part of, of, of how yeah. God um, enables us yeah. to live for Him in this day. Amen. I hope I don't come down with COVID this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really want to be there Sunday. So Thanks. As we close, we want to pray for you, and we know that we've gone a bit long today, and so Josiah, why don't you just close us in prayer? Glad to. Oh, Father, how amazing it is that you have provided a way, you have opened the way through your Son, Jesus, for us to be in your house, and not as onlookers, but as your children home Mm. in your house knowing that you love us, you delight in us as your children, and you love, you love to uh, renew us, to strengthen us, to protect us, to enable us to hold fast to uh, the hope, um, to uh, have a a new, a, a fresh and fuller foretaste of the joy and pleasures uh, that are to come. So, Father, we thank you for that incredible Hmm. privilege that is ours. Mm -hmm. And we pray that you would be removing the barriers that stand in the way of our experiencing the fullness of what you have for us. And Mm -hmm. you know the specific barriers standing in the way of every person who is listening and those Mm -hmm. who are not. And so we ask you, Lord Jesus, even as you did uh, so long ago, uh, remove the barriers. Mm. So would you, by your spirit and by your word and by your providence, be working to remove the things that hinder us from enjoying what you gave your life for us to know and experience. We pray this in your matchless name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, we'd love to have you visit us on a Sunday morning. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.